We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It is time to talk wrestling today. Good thing that we waited for our second show of the week because we have to talk about AW Dynamite being headlined by Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. The internet was going crazy. Britt Baker had the crimson mask. We're going to talk to you guys about what we thought of it. We also got to recap NXT and preview WWE Fastlane, the old man's favorite pay-per-view of the year. You know, that one that's really there for no reason between Royal Rumble and 
the WrestleMania week that we have this year. So, you know, he loves having these pay-per-views three weeks before Mania time. Before we get to all that, though, Dre, we got to start off on a serious note. And I feel like it's been a while, especially since, you know, who is out of office, that we haven't really had to come in here and talk about the social climate or politics or anything like that. But it feels like a show where it has to change. And because we see another movement circulating on social media and in real life, and that's Stop Asian Hate. And in Atlanta, just this past week, we see an idiot, a terrorist, which we'll go into more in detail in a second, going around and killing eight people, uh, six Asian women, I believe, a 21-year-old. And it's, it's like, fuck, is this last year again? Have we been transported to last March? It, it, we're caught in a never-ending cycle of racism, it seems like. Yeah, um, I hate that we have to keep talking about shit like this. And it's just as important to talk about it because it's the Asian community and it's another white shooter. And he goes on a rampage because let the, let the cops tell it, oh, he was sexually frustrated. Shut the fuck up. Like this was this was domestic terrorism. This was racism. And whether you like it or not, you could thank Donald Trump for that. The, the China virus, the Kung flu, he's created an atmosphere where it's okay to dislike Asian people. Yeah. And because of that, it fostered an environment where this guy felt like it was okay to take his frustrations out on Asian people. And if you want to talk about he was sexually frustrated, whatever the fuck you want to say, why didn't he go shoot up a strip club? He shot up a massage parlor that he knew Asian people worked at. I mean, this is gross, man. And, and once again, it's like, you know, when it, it's not just when it happens to black people that we have to talk about it. You know, being black, you know, we are allies to anybody who's been maligned, disgraced, disrespectful, disrespected, murdered. Um, anybody who has to deal with racism, that's we have your back. And this is another example of white supremacy gone crazy. Like it runs wild like Hulkamania. <laughs> and it's just, man, I'm so sick of white people shooting shit up. I just, I just don't understand it. Like, why don't you just fucking go home and beat off? Like, wh what does murdering Asian people have to do with anything? I, I just can't understand it. But once again, we see how, you know, certain media outlets spin this, call him a 21-year-old kid. We don't get that benefit. No, you're a grown-ass man at 17 if you're a minority. Like, 21-year-old, definitely not a kid. You're scary at 21. Did anybody call Trayvon Martin a kid? Mike Brown, did they call him a kid? They didn't call him a kid. This motherfucker is old enough to drink. He's a man. He's a man who knows exactly what he can do and what he's capable of. There is no, they said he had a bad day. No, you know who had a bad day? The eight people that were killed and the families that he destroyed and the community that is now looking over their shoulder to see if there's going to be a copycat because this man made it feel all right because you, you can guarantee that there's somebody out there cheering him on. That's who had a bad day. This motherfucker ain't had no bad day. This is so disrespectful, man. But this is the society that we live in with or without Trump. That's what people have to like. Biden's not going to fix everything. Bigots are forever. Trump was just a, a spokesperson for him. But just because he's gone doesn't mean they're going to shut the fuck up. They're going to still do what they do. So 
it's gross. And we stand with our, our Asian friends. And I, I didn't like when I saw stories like, this is how black people can stand with Asian No, don't tell us how to stand with people who are being uh, dealing with bigotry and racism and terrorism. We know what we got to do. We don't need you to tell us. We yeah. deal with this shit. I don't, just like last week when I talked about the Grammys, like y'all don't represent us. Don't tell us anything about how to stand with another community that's being uh, targeted. Don't tell us that shit. We know what we got to do. And hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, Stop Asian Hate. Yeah, it's a hashtag, but it's got to be more than that because, again, this is where you got to get into the legal system. And, you know, uh, you have to deal with making sure that this man gets prosecuted to the highest degree and gets convicted. And he should because it's pretty fucking obvious. But don't let any certain media spin it as like to try to downgrade these women as sex workers. No, they were Asian women. I don't give a damn what they did. He targeted them. So fuck him. Fuck anybody that stands with him. It just makes me sick. That was the immediate thing that jumped out to me when they were like, he's sexually frustrated. Like, what what are you implying? That he was going to these places for sex or that these women, because they're in a massage parlor, are sex workers? Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of coded language with that. And then I, I believe, like, the police commissioner or whatever is like, not to make an excuse, but Whenever you say but after that shit, you're making an excuse. There's no reason, man. No, just... no reason for it. No reason for him to shoot and kill eight people. And there's this, again, it continues to be just cyclical where it's a reluctance to call these people what they are. And that's terrorists. Yeah. He's a domestic terrorist. It goes to the point and it's past media, it's past all that. People are reluctant to call this guy what it is. Sooner or later, the people of his ilk, the right, the what people call the right, the conservatives, the whatever the fuck, the Trumpsters, the whole spectrum of people have to realize that you have to just call a spade a spade. Because if for any reason this was a Muslim man, rocking uh, a turban who went around and killed eight people. Let's say, I don't, I don't know what the white equivalent of a massage parlor is at, at, at a bakery. I don't know. Wherever they, at a post office, at, at wherever there may be eight white people collected. And he went in there and, and killed them. Oh, best believe it's, oh, this guy's a terrorist. Connections to Al-Qaeda. People run to the hills with that shit without knowing anything a white guy does it to a group of minorities and he's troubled he had a bad day got to keep the same energy you call a terrorist a terrorist a spade a spade and that's what i think is being everyone's so so quick to give these type of people these type of shooters these type of killers the benefit of the doubt why did they do it? Doug, I don't know, man. They, you know, they keep talking about building the wall to keep them out. Maybe we, they're building the wall to keep us in because this is just some bullshit. So that and then you, you touched on it real quick. Um, but I, I've seen, again, the articles, the think pieces, um, all that shit. It's like, come on, I don't need a million articles. I don't need a million think pieces. Um about it but 
I've seen people and uh, recently, like black people who are all about Black Lives Matter and the movement and the protesting and everything. And this is something that just rubbed me the wrong way, just publicly on social media. And they're just like, oh, it's not happening to us. I'm minding my business. Or it's none of our business. See, look, man, racism, prejudice, bigotry, terrorism, you need to fight it across all fronts because it'll be you one day. Oh, it's coming back around. That's what I don't think they see. Like, you don't think this coming back is it's whipping around. If you you just can't be happy when it's not you for five minutes. Yeah, you can't because again, it's like society like the way our society is, um, we can't turn the blind eye to other people who are being targeted, like in minorities. And whatever that minority group is, you need to support them. And even if they, even if all of them don't necessarily support you. And furthermore, we got to make it very clear because there are racists and bigots and of all races, right? It's not just white people. Just that white people make up a majority of them. But there's pieces of shit in the black community. There's pieces of shit in the gay community. There's pieces of shit in the Asian community. They exist everywhere. But we we need to, ultimately, you got to say, like, man, look, don't say it's none of my business. Don't say that this has nothing to do with me because you're just as bad as them. Like, to turn a blind eye to this shit and then expect people to have your back when our kids are getting killed in the street by police? The fuck out of here. Like, grow up. But, again, social media is an, an opportunity for dumbass people to have a voice in matters that they shouldn't have a voice in. And sometimes you, the best thing for you to do is just shut the fuck up. And some people just don't want to do that. They want to say really ignorant shit on social media to draw the, a rise out of people. I don't like it, but it's distasteful. And I will never align myself with somebody that's only going to fight for injustice again for one group of people. There are multiple group of pe- groups of people that need this. Women too. Women are disrespected. disrespected. If you were a man, it was like, oh, ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, fuck you too. Yeah, word. It's people will take any chance, like you said, to just be stupid publicly. And everyone just wants to have an opinion. And that's just social media, right? Like sometimes I I guess I should applaud the people who stay silent. Cause if you ain't got good shit to say, don't say nothing at all. Cause I'm be looking at you sideways. I mean, yeah, I don't applaud anybody for shutting up either. I just I'd rather that, shut up than than open your mouth and remove all doubt. I just, it's just best that I know that you're not there. Like, you know, when we talk about, you know, Trump supporters, you can support Trump silently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like those who come out to antagonize a community as a Trump supporter, you're the one I have a problem with. I'm, I don't like your politics are your politics. And like I said, there's people that vote for Trump for a, a number of reasons. Right. Yeah. And I've, I can't. I've talked to people who vote on political lines, on party lines, and they voted for whoever's a Republican because that is their party. Yeah, there, there's numerous reasons why people vote. I may disagree with you, but I'm not telling you you can't do that. What I'm what I'm never going to be is a person who is going to tell everybody they need to act the same way because that becomes a problem. And there's, you know, that's why I have a problem with cancel culture because you can't cancel everybody for everything that you disagree with, but you can't check a motherfucker. And that's, that's what I believe wholeheartedly is if you disrespect me, I ain't got to cancel you, but I will see you and you need to be seen. So when people say something stupid, I'm not saying you deserve to lose your job over it, but you deserve to be checked. And if you are checked and say, look, this isn't professional, this is offensive, forget the race thing for a second. 
this is a professional behavior. This isn't representative of our company because you're antagonizing a group of people, a malign group of people. There, therein lies the issue. It's not so much about the politics of it all. It's being an antagonist. It's being a spiteful and hateful person. That's it. That's it. So when people, if you have a different political view or a different view on race, just shut the fuck up. That's it. Just shut up. Right now, let's be honest. Right now it's black season, right? And it's, it's about to change into Asian season. And the, the reason why I call them seasons is because black people, when, every, when the chips are down against us, everybody's like, you know, the certain groups like Black Lives Matter. They didn't say Black Lives Matter before. Now they're like Black Lives Matter, even if they don't mean it because they feel the pressure to say Black Lives Matter. Same thing with the Asian community right now. They'll be like, stop Asian hate. Even if they don't mean it, it's a cool thing to do. That's why I call it a season. And what they'll end up doing is just talked about like the Oscars, like the Oscar nominees and how, you know, we finally had a, a man for leading actor in the Oscars is the first Asian American. Like this is the first time there's going to be an influx on things based on race because people don't want to get left out or feel bad for not agreeing with those things. So yeah, it's about to be Asian season. And you can't say, and they'll go, you can't say anything about Asian people. You got damn right. You can't, they just got murdered. Shut the fuck up. That's it. Be quiet. Let it be. And move on because it ain't it ain't about you it ain't about you white people with white privilege who are republicans who make a lot of money and don't have anything to worry about but you get mad when something like this happens and you go oh the asians are getting all the attention listen you guys have had the spotlight on your motherfucking asses for 400 years just in the united states alone we're not even talking about other countries let other people that have been murdered disrespected killed and treated unfairly because of the color of their skin or how their eyes look or their sexual orientation, let them get the spotlight. Take a step back, white people. And if you can't be our ally, here's my advice. Shut the fuck up. That's it. Two choices. <laughs> Say, got two choices. Um, it's funny, I didn't even put it in the rundown, but if people saw kind of our Twitter feeds the past couple of days, you were mentioning like, Yo, listen, sometimes you got to check someone. Case in point, there was a boxing journalist who got his receipts pulled. And I feel like the boxing community, at least people I follow, quick to check his ass. Um, I don't even know his name. Michael Montero, I'll say his name. He blocked me. I don't even know him. Michael Montero. There you go. <laughs> I guess with Ring Magazine. That's what I was going to say. Whatever. Rice for Ring Magazine. Just thinking racism is funny. Yeah. And so core, like, there's stuff with him defending. I'm not a racist. Like, you're racist. Sir, like uh, that shit ain't funny. Like, you're definitely not a professional. How do you interview okay. and cover a sport that's 80% minorities and you think this shit is funny? See, and again, it's, it's like, I'm not going to say that he's a racist because of these so-called jokingly tweets, because he may have his views, whatever. I disagree with them all. I think he's, he's got bigoted views. I think he has racist views. I don't know if that makes him a racist because you know he's friends with black people, whatever. But as a professional, when you are, and when you are targeting and antagonizing black people, like I think him or somebody else had tweeted something to the effect of what if Adrian Broner ran into George Zimmerman? And had, that was a joke. And I'm like, that shit ain't funny, dog. Like that's that's not a good representation of Ring Magazine. 
then on top of that, he's a terrible fucking writer. So we can just take it a step further. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to defend here because he's, he's a terrible writer. So, yeah, you got to call people out like this. There's a ton of, especially when you're trying to diversify the space, which is always my goal. If you make me feel uncomfortable, I will walk. Or I will dig my boots in and you're going to have a problem. Because if I see this dude, it's going to be a problem. I ain't saying I'm going to punch him in the face, but you got to check him, motherfucker. What you got to say now? I'm yeah. here now. You can say all these things on social media. You can say, like, he calls black people wokists and all, and say that black people who are Black Lives Matter are racist. Cool. Say all that shit on social media. You will see me. What you going to say now? What's up? That's it. I ain't got to check. I ain't got to punch you. I ain't, no physical altercation. I just want to see how bold you are, for real, for real. See what's happening. But ultimately, I, again, I'm gonna, if Ring chooses to keep him employed, that's their decision. But I won't associate myself with somebody like that in the Box Writers Association. I made that point very clear on Twitter. If he's here, I'm out. That's it. I'm out. I'm gone. And, you know, I can't talk about the internal. There's some internal conversations going on. But they know how I feel about this. And it's yeah. up to them. If y'all value me being a part of this, cool. If not, cool. Either way, I don't care because I don't need none of this shit. It's not that serious to me. I, I don't get invited to shit like that anyway. So it's not like, you know, like, oh, Boxing Writers Association. Yeah, I never got an invite. Um, they championed hired, you know, inducting him, though. So yeah, I, I don't crazy. know. Maybe my invite got lost in the mail. I don't, I don't know. I just work at a little place, you know, small, you know, it, small it's, little it's, place, ESPN. No big deal. It's not an invite. You you have to apply for oh, class yeah, I ain't applying for shit. Yeah, you have to apply for it. And you know, it depends on you know how you feel. You get to vote for the Hall of Fame and all this stuff or whatever. Oh, that's not bad. You know, you get to, you get there there are perks that come along with it. But when you're championing somebody who done has this type of behavior on social media, again, I'm not saying for him to lose his job, but I'm gonna say, Oh, I'm not gonna be in the same organization as that guy. Not because of his political views because he's antagonizing black people on social media. That's not professional. That's it. I don't care if he votes for Trump. I don't care. Just don't come to me. It was like, I vote for Trump. I'm MAGA. Then we got a problem. Other than that, have your views. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm looking at his tweets. I grew up in neighborhoods, and most of my black friends called me the N-word all the time. I use that word in my mouth, but no more. Like, congrats? Yeah, I don't like what what like stupid shit. Um, Talking openly, Black Lives Matter and Black Panthers, racist groups. So something about making a cuckold death match. I don't know. I missed the context. Uh, He's trying to make jokes, man. He's trying to make it funny at the expense of minorities. Andre Ward isn't black. His mother was black. He's mulatto. It's like you don't even know the fucking mulatto is. But again, these are the people in society, like. Those are your views, keep it to yourself. But you're making a point of antagonizing us. I just want to see him say it to Dre. Like, that's I, cool. I love to see it. Like, I see Dre all the time. Walk up to Dre and be like, you know what, Dre? You ain't black. Yeah, try me. Try like, me. Like, I, I, it's, it's. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, I don't know. People are ballsy, man. We live in a weird space. People are ballsy. Yeah, so, I've had enough of this, man. Can we talk about pro wrestling? Yes, Thank yes. You, we can could, we could clear the air here. You guys... Listen, conversations have to be had sometimes. Hopefully, put your thinking cap on. And these conversations, you know, make a difference, make change. But when we come back, it's time to talk pro wrestling. That's what we're here for. AW kicks off the talks. You're not going to miss, want to miss what I have to say about last night's main event. If you guys didn't watch it, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. I'm sure you've heard of it online by now. After the break, you'll hear what I and Dre thought about this. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Don't go anywhere. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back, and as promised, pro wrestling time. Let's clear the air. You know, we. I, I wish I had some sage like Kyrie. Just put sage around the laptop, clear the space. But uh, it's, it's time to talk about AEW. They had the AEW Dynamite, what, St. Patrick's Day special, right? And I thought overall it was a good show. I like AEW doing these special events. Um, I, I think it adds something a little different. It's a good way to stack the card for like no reason, randomly in between pay-per-views. So I thought that was really dope. And this one though, I don't know. It had some misses throughout the night, one big one. But overall, I kind of enjoyed this show more than NXT last night. Now I've, I've watched both all the way through. I mean, you know, in all fairness, NXT dealing with whatever their COVID outbreak was. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, you know, other circumstances. Yeah, they, you know, we can start with NXT and then we'll transition to AEW. 
Um, and then, you know, they're, they're building towards uh, takeover, stand and deliver. So we're a few weeks out. So they put some pieces in place. And overall, starting with NXT, we got to see Walter finally come back. Uh, I guess he's going to face Ciampa. Yep. Which Ciampa is in this really, I can't, I'm not going to say he fell off. But something weird is going on with Ciampa where this man was the biggest heel in NXT at one point. And then he got injured. Then he came back. He had this incredible feud with Gargano. And he's like kind of tumbled down the card. And then Ciampa with hair is also kind of weird as well. Um, <laughs> Old man Ciampa now. Yeah. So, so it's like the match with Walter. If this was Ciampa from, that was fresh off the Gargano feud, I'd be excited. But now I'm just kind of like, well, Ciampa's going to lose. Like, he can't win this match because he doesn't have a ton of momentum going on right now. Sir, Walter's been pinned once. Yeah. <laughs> once and never in singles competition. Yeah, so it's like... Or twice he's been pinned. I'm yeah. happy to see Walter looks like he's going to defend the NXT UK title against Ciampa because we're only a few weeks away from stand delivered. So this is what we're doing. I'm happy to see it. I think it'll be really physical. I just... I wish Walter had an opponent that had some more momentum where I felt like that person could beat him. Not saying this is going to be a bad match, but I think it's going to be a great match. But I think it's just weird. Like, it was just a weird pairing because I would like to have seen Ciampa go over on some people in order to get to this point. Yeah. Like, I would like to see Ciampa beat Pete Dunne to get to this point. Somebody that makes me say, oh, man, he's headed for a, a collision with somebody. You know, make this make sense. But I'm cool. I'm 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 cool with the matchup. I'm just not over elated because you know I felt like I wanted to see you know Walter and Finn Balor go at it in a title for title match, but that yeah. didn't happen. No, it looks like you know last year maybe we could have gotten it before Finn um, had the title. He was about to go overseas, and I think he might have been over there already and conf- confronted Walter. Yeah, and then the match never came to fruition. So, um, but I'm I'm glad Walter's back. I think it's going to be a good match. Like you said, it's not, you know, a headlining match. Walter, Walter just had his like match of the year candidate. Right. So now it's like, okay, just continue that momentum. The man's going to be the longest reigning WWE, you know, a champion of some sort in WWE in like 40 years or some wild shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know when he's losing that title. I don't know if he loses it. There's no I need mean, to have him lose it at this point. Like, fuck it. Do something different. It's, it's like you kind of want to see him just drop the title, not by pinfall, but just that I've had enough of this and I'm coming for the NXT title. Yeah. I mean, because they he, they could get off him in a triple threat if you really need to get it off him. No, I, I think, I mean, you know, Asuka gave up the title. Walsh could do the same thing. Oh, like, she, she did. Just, she just walked away. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm never a big fan of it because I thought when Oscar walked away, it kind of hurt the women's division for that hot second. But I'm a fan of the idea because NXT, it's not like NXT UK has like a bunch of people beating down the doors. You'd be like, oh, I want to see him as champion. Like, I'm a fan of like a Dragonov coffee match for the title or something like that because Walsh has been this dominant, but he needs a run in NXT because he's too good. It's almost like he's getting. I'm sorry, Kel, I'm about to disrespect 205 Live. It's like Walter being on 205 Live, and it's like, I need him to be more visible. I need him to be on NXT television each week. Yeah. I need a, 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 a Karrion Cross versus Walter match. There's so many possibilities that he's not getting because he's not seen all the time. Now he's back in the States, we can do it. Also, I want to say that there were some people that were like, Did Walt, is Walter's chops not hitting anymore? 
Yo, listen to that chop he hit Ciampa with. What? <laughs> that one chop was crazy. The power bomb always hits. Walter, one, he's just a huge, huge guy. And then his music is just so perfect. Yeah. Because whenever it hits out of the blue, if there was a crowd, like a real crowd, the pop is insane when he comes out. Because you just feel like yeah. the most villainous guy in the world just showed up. So, yeah, Walter, uh, I liked him coming back in Champa. We had uh, Austin Theory versus Dexter Loomis. Um. Yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. It just, yeah, like it Loomis. Just leads, it, it just kind of leads me to what is like, uh, I don't... I don't want a Gargano versus Loomis match. Neither do I. But if Gargano pulls a good match out of Dexter Loomis. Well, yeah, that's like he's just that, that's goat level because I don't I don't think he can do it. And that's no yeah. fault of his own. But he's never let me down at takeover. Yeah. So um, like if that's the angle we're going with, I'm like, eh, OK, uh, I am excited to see Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. I think that could be like a sleeper match of WrestleMania weekend. Between I agree. Two. Devlin was on fire. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Santos Escobar is amazing. So I think like this for the, to figure out who the true cruiserweight champion is, this match could be an absolute banger. Probably will be. They can't. I agree. No, no, they're not going to mess that up at all. That's, it's definitely going to steal the show one of the nights. Yeah. Um, What else do we have? Then we have, um, oh, Brizango had versus, Legato de Fantasma, like okay, whatever. Um, oh, we're we're getting the tease for the women's title match. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We knew where um, that was going. Yeah, I mean, cool. It's it's kind of strange. Like, I wish that Io Shirai would have been like, "You beat me at War Games, and this is why I want to face you." To remind people that Raquel Gonzalez did beat her at War Games. They've made like no mention of this. No, not at all. Which is kind of weird. Like, it feels. I don't know. They got time, they got but time, it's but weird that they haven't mentioned it yet. Yeah, like when EO pulled up on Raquel, she should have been like, here's the contract. I want to face you because you beat me and I owe you one. Instead, yeah. it feels like the champion challenge and the challenge just seems strange. But other than that, all right, cool. I just, if EO Shirai loses, I'm going to kind of hate it because I don't think Raquel Gonzalez is a champion. Ready yet. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure she's ready yet, but we'll see. Um, we then had... I'm trying to make sure we cover everything. Debut of LA Knight. Whatever. <laughs> I don't. He's gonna I, get a takeover match. Yeah, but this whole Bronson Reed thing. I was him just and like, Bronson. Like Bronson's yeah. gonna take the L there. Like okay. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know the LA Knight gimmick. I don't necessarily care for. It's the same gimmick, just a different name. Yeah, it's just you know I you know I guess what I didn't like is yes wrestling is hyperbole, but the, you know they call him the hottest free agent. It's like. Come on, guys. Yeah, it wasn't. You put a lot. You don't need to do all this. No, just, they've used that like eighteen times. Though. Yeah, it's like I, I get you got to like we're, we're fans. We're not stupid. Like we watch wrestling. When you guys got Shinsuke Nakamura, that was the hottest free agent signing in WWE in recent memory. Yeah, but LA Knight, like you guys have had Samoa Joe. You guys have had easy. Who's the free. hottest free agent right now? There ain't no free agents. Everybody's like affiliated with another organization. If you want to go with the Indies. I mean, there's guys like Chris Dickinson, um, Moriarty, Nick Gage, 
Yeah, Lee Moriarty, who I guess you could call Nick him Gage is some whole other shit. Like, I don't yeah. even know how you sign Nick Gage. Now you sign him and you turn him into your new Jack is what you do. Yeah, <laughs> like, you really got to just let the, the cuffs off yeah, if you so sign Nick Gage. And when they say, like, free agent, really you're just pillaging him from another company and then you're changing his name. I don't, I don't know. But either way, it's like this match will open up one of the takeover shows and show off LA Knight and, all right, cool, whatever. I don't see LA Knight having, like, a very significant run in NXT. He's okay. Yeah, neither do I. Like, I, he's kind of had, like, his run of a career, I think. It's horrible to say. But I don't, I don't see him catching the Bobby Roode-style fire. Yeah, because I, I said the same thing about Bobby Roode. The glorious music hit, and I was like, "Oh, well, yeah. I got to eat that." Change everything. Yeah, Change so everything. I I don't see him having the same luck. Tag team division is sh- not taking shape because we kind of know that um, who the tag team champion, Danny Burch, Oni Lorcan, obviously, but they're not feuding with their opponents for takeover. Well, yeah, it seems like Wes Lee has. Wow, I can't believe I said that. Wes Lee, Desmond Xavier has a broken hand. So I guess that's the reason they haven't been competing on TV, which is fine because that's obviously your takeover match. Again, I've never a fan of the tag team titles being used as a prop for somebody else's feud. Yeah. And the, the fact that they did this Balor Cross tag team, I was like, why are we doing this? They're trying to find a way to make me care about Balor and Cross, even though I thought Cross demolishing Balor at the end was great. I just didn't need the tag match to get us to that point. He could have just agree. ran in and just obliterated them at any point. I'd be like, cool. But only Lorcan and Danny Burch are just terrible tag champions. Let's just call it what it is. And without Pat McAfee, who cares? <laughs> no, they're dropping the belts. But I feel like this is shaping up for some weird three-team, four-team ladder match. You, you're probably Cause right. Because Grizzle Young veterans are still yep. like, yo, nah, like, MSK, you don't deserve this. And then Oni and Birch, and then I think there's another team that's kind of enthralled in the yeah. in the feud. And it's just like, I'm not even counting Breezango. But, like, those three might go in just a crazy-ass ladder match and just set it off. I mean, they could. It's their tag division, you know. Is MSK is definitely spicing up with the Grizzly Young Veterans, and then you got um, El Legado del Fantasma. Like that, they, they're they could do something that's fun because I don't think anybody really cares to see Birch and Lorcan in a tag match. Is straight up against MSK. No. It's like a crowning moment. That's I good feel bad for Lorcan. I do too. Like, Busick. He's great. Yeah. And you know what? I like the run he had and him getting the pin over Finn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done some great stuff. It's just that team without Pat McAfee there, it just seems like it doesn't even need to – why do they have the tag titles? Who cares? Um, only other thing on NXT, obviously we're angling towards Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, that's going to – that probably could headline one of the nights because of straight-up yeah. blood feud. I mean, unless you want a women's match to headline because uh, you have to match, but – Two matches. I'm not sure it really built enough. No, th- to I, this this is the best feud that they have going, Cole and O'Reilly, and it yeah. just feels like it should headline. But if they're adamant about having a title match headline one of the nights, all right, well, whatever. So I guess that's pretty much NXT. So let's go to AW. So AW, I mean, people raving about the show, the matches. Um, like I said, the show overall. 
was probably a little bit better for me than NXT. NXT was a lot of setup. You know, yeah. they're they're coming down the home stretch. It was a lot, a lot of setup going forward towards takeover. So this had more, obviously, wrestling. Uh, Moxley, Eddie Kingston versus Good Brothers. I like this. I mean, I like Moxley I, and I Kingston. I thought it was good. Moxley and Kingston together, is just, it's just kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it works. And, yeah, and the match itself is good. And then obviously now we have this whole Young Bucks thing, like with with the Elite and Omega. And you, they've done well enough to the point where you still feel like at some point the Bucks could still join them. Because there hasn't been any outright violence on either side. But they could go the other way and just have the Young Bucks feud with the Good Brothers. So this is cool. Moxie and Kingston are just great together. Feels like um, the Good Brothers are like AEW now, right? Like it, it feels. Maybe I don't watch yeah. TNA like weekly, weekly like that, but they they feel like they're a permanent part of the roster. Yeah, I mean they dropped the t- Impact titles. Yeah, uh, that, that sacrifice to <laughs> Finjuice, which is crazy because oh they're taking the titles God. to Japan. Yeah, um, fucking Juice Robinson, what a <laughs> boy. Oh my god! And his outfit is even fucking worse. I didn't think it'd get worse than pirate juice. Yeah, well, it is worse now. Here we are, and they'll get you know they'll get a rematch with the Good Brothers at was it Sacrifice? Whatever the next paper, I can't remember. But they get a rematch there, so you know. But it's good to see the Good Brothers on there. It just makes sense. It all it all kind of works. And Kingston and Moxie, that's cool. The one thing that I don't like, I'll go to my con about AEW. QT Marshall back on my damn screen again. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh my God. I don't like the, and listen, this is not my usual just randomly hating on Cody segment, but I don't like this whole shit with Cody. Like, Cody and Penta could have been so much better, but it yeah. wasn't. Penta yeah. was a pawn. Like, what are you doing? I don't, He's I don't. better than that. Yeah, by far. And, like, I didn't mind the feud. In my, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is actually a good feud if Cody puts over Penta. Yeah. I don't need, like, we're getting to the point where I don't need Cody to be the babyface anymore. Turn heel. Right? Just go ahead. Turn heel. Just do it. Do it. Because QT Marshall's whack. Nightmare Family's whack. Yep. Cody's not a bad wrestler. He's an okay wrestler, but the babyface gimmick is like it'd be much better served as a heel right now. But I feel like AEW's also kind of stacked with heels. But then again, it's just like, who cares? Cody would be a good heel. He's better as a heel. Anything to get QT Marshall off of my screen, let's figure that out because I can't take it anymore. I have no clue why him and Dustin are still getting TV time. Just in general, the whole family outside, outside of Cody. I don't need to see yeah. any of them. Nobody um, knows. Uh, no. What else do we have? What else? Then we, we have, have Jurassic Express, Bear Country, Matt Hardy, Private Party, The Blade. Yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, whatever. On. Yeah, like uh, there's just a shitload of people in the ring. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jade Cargill still looks like a million bucks. Some people are tired of her in the red velvet thing. I'm. I'm all right with it. No, nah, they got to, like, let them have a legit one-on-one match. I mean, Jade looks like a million bucks. He needs reps is yeah. what she needs. Like, Yeah, and the women's mid-card needs to be established. Like, they don't only have to wrestle on AEW Dark. Right. So, you know, let those two do their thing. Yeah. Um, what do you Phoenix, think of the- Ray Phoenix is fucking incredible, well, by the way. Just, you know, it's Ray <laughs> Phoenix, man. By the way. He's got, he's, 
again, I think, you know, in a year, year or two time, he should have the title, but we shall see. I need to get your thoughts on the pinnacle. So, yeah, we had the pinnacle promo. First, wait, before you start, MJF was fantastic just running down Jericho. Oh, crushed. Uh, he said, I pushed you and Sammy as far apart as your left and your right pack. And I, yeah, <laughs> I FTR had such a hard time keeping it together while <laughs> MJF was just tearing him apart. Oh, it's incredible. Um, I really, really like the faction in the group. And listen, people, I hear people's gripes, right? AEW's too faction heavy, blah, blah, blah. I've been a fucking New Japan fan for damn near a decade now, thanks to you and the Rat Pack. So factions don't bother me. You have a million fun factions. Everyone's in a faction in New Japan. If you're out of a faction, you're a weirdo. Uh, or you're very special in New Japan. So like a million factions, listen, are not killing me right now. Um, so another one, I, I think the pinnacle is is really well done. I, people marked out over Tully speak. I don't, I don't need Tully with him, but cool. Outside of that, I, I think it's a good faction. How it came together to me was a bit clunky. I could have had this from the start. Like FTR could have been with him from the start and took out the inner circle on some badass shit. I didn't need six months of MJF ripping them apart from the inside and then the pinnacle being put together. Like it would have been better served to me if like FTR came right into the pinnacle when it looked like what I think MJF had just, just did something crazy. He had a big win and then went into the inner circle pro like the whole narrative. And I was like, for what? Just give him the pinnacle then. But that's small, right? Like, I, I think it works. They're all good. Sean Spears is thanking his lucky stars that he was included. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is doing that. But he's the best jobber in pro wrestling. I've always said it. Ty Dillinger was the best jobber in pro wrestling in this group. No one's going to eat a pin like that, man. No. He's going to be incredible at eating pins, and you need that. So you know what? He fits. He fits his role in the group. I like it. I don't, there's a lot of women's talent. It might've been a good group to get a woman in. Yeah. And it's possible they could do that. They um, could add, right? Like this, this doesn't have to be it, but I, I feel like this would have been a nice group because they're always going to get TV time. Yeah. That's the good thing. So if you were to put a woman into it, you guarantee a woman TV time kind of next to MJF cutting her teeth. It would have gave credibility to another women's talent so that she can be on TV all the time. Now, who that woman would have been, I, I don't know, but I feel like it's a, a it would have been a good spot to just throw them in. Um, they just signed like an MMA chick from here in Vegas. Uh, her name escapes me, I'm sorry, but people are congratulating her over the weekend and they say she'd be a good fit for Team Taz. So that's, that's a good thing because that's another faction. You bring a woman in instant credibility. True, true. So, so the pinnacle ultimately, all I really care about, honestly, is when we get in the FTR LAX match. That's it. That's all I really care about. I know we're going to get Jericho and MJF. All right, cool. But I think the FTR LAX match can tear the house down if they build it the right way yeah. and finally free LAX. That's all I'm thinking. When I looked at FTR, I was like, they need a good feud. LAX, God knows they need a good feud. <laughs> you know, they haven't done shit since the best friends. 
So you put these two teams together and have them just have a really good feud. Oh, I'm here for that. Don't fuck that one up. No, like just Tom let Spears them go. And, Spears and Hager can job each other out. I don't care. Wardlow can nuke people here and there. I don't care. We, we're going to get MJF and Jericho, and hopefully MJF puts Jericho on the shelf. But all the best match there by far is LAX versus FTR, and it has to be done right. That's it. That's all I care about. No, I agree. It's right there. Don't don't fumble it. They they love just randomly throwing LAX into the feud and LAX getting put through tables and only Jericho gets pushed. Like, don't don't fumble the fucking bag. Just do yeah. what's right there. Make do the easy thing. Do the smart thing. Um, Christian Cage spoke. I like the promo. Me too. I just don't know. Is this like a one title challenge and out type thing? No, I think he's gonna. I think he he's really here to do some work. I'm just curious because again, I was a fan of Cage when he was in TNA, and he beat Jeff Jarrett. But that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, I'm very curious what his work rate is gonna be like, especially if your gimmick is you can't outwork me. So I'm very <laughs> curious. Like, you it's know, a tough who, company for that, by the way. Tough, yeah, like tough company. Like you got a lot of talent that you're gonna have to work against. And all right, prove it. But I like the promo. I like the promo. I'm, I'm here for the promo. Yeah. I like Scorpio Sky's promo as well. If I got to hurt people and this is what I got to do because, you know, I don't look like the guys that you got. Okay, cool. I Now just don't disappear. Do a yeah. good job of keeping them on my television. Exactly. Replace QT Marshall with Scorpio Sky and we're okay. Yeah, and I don't want to hear the bullshit of like, oh, he's crushing people on AEW Dark Evolution. Yeah, I don't, I don't want Like, no. yo, like, come on. Like, no, oh, they're building him so well on being the elite. Put his ass on TV. No, like, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, like, I'm not searching for this shit. Um, and then we have Sting, Darby Allen. Hey, hey, Ricky Starks asking Brian Cage if he smoked, what do you say, he smoked crack? Yeah. <laughs> was, yo, <laughs> look, first of all, if Team Taz is going to split up because of this, fine. Brian Cage is kind of a solo guy, and, I, you know, I don't know where you go with this. Will Hobbs could use a spotlight. Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks could be a really good tag team together. He could. Right? It yeah. kind of feels like, you know, Brian Cage in the same – he's in a similar spot as Lance Archer, where they're fine alone. They kind of need a mouthpiece, but I don't need neither of them to be in a faction because you're just kind of clogging up the faction because they both look like high – I don't want to call them high-level jobbers. They look like guys that can make – they can get title opportunities and lose, and it's okay. They could be like a Sheamus, but better, right? Yeah. Like Sheamus, be, pretty damn good in that role. Yeah, it's like not Baron Corbin, but better. Like Lance Archer looks like a threat. Yeah. Brian Cage, when you see him, you're like, that motherfucker looks like a threat. You could be a main event loser, like a yeah. really good main event loser, where it's like, okay, it's it's not killing me. What he needs is a valet. He needs the arm candy who can talk for him. Like, not Zelina Vega, but like a Zelina Vega. You know, like, um, give him the arm candy that can talk. Like, Scarlett cuts half of Cross's promos. And I'm okay with that. Because when Cross says something, he really fucking means it. And it's ominous. But Scarlett does the heavy lifting in that pair. Like, I, I like that. Um the bunny is doing nothing with the butcher and the blade. Like why, why wouldn't she be with cross? Like that's a really good pairing, hot blonde, big muscle bound, crazy ass, just diesel dude. That's so easy. Well, you know who, like he, 
Brian Cage, honestly, and I, I have no idea how you get there, but he could use Penelope Ford. Get, he could. I know, I, he clearly, could. Penelope and Kip are a thing in real life, but that Penelope is the only reason why Kip Sabian is on television. And with <laughs> this week's promo, we it, you see that they're moving Miro away from this, finally. And it looks like he'll get this nice little singles run. But Penelope Ford and Brian Cage could be a good-looking unit together. Agreed. You know, it that's that but all this to say is like i want cage out of ftr because i mean ftr uh team taz because i see ricky starks and will hobbs being good for each other Stark starks being hobbs's mouthpiece makes it a lot better because hobbs is not the greatest promo but he looks like the enforcer yeah whereas starks is kind of like that complete package cage just feels like the guy that's there but he doesn't really have a role in this group exactly right Hobbs and Starks, not comparing them to the level of greatness by any means, but it could be built similar to how the WWE used Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they they have they have something there that Cage yeah. is kind of in the way of. Yep. So I I agree. Those two could work in, in that dynamic where you pretty much know Starks is the guy, but Hobbs isn't like far behind it. He could really climb the ladder with him yeah definitely so uh main event time what the hell we're here for right teased it the whole show Britt baker versus thunder rosa you know fuck Britt baker and rebel versus thunder rosa i gotta give rebel her credit man the bump she took man i can't i can't not mention rebel she played a very good role in this match she because did. where it could get stale or it could be like too weird then Thunder Rosa turned her attention to her. And she, she instantly changed the momentum every time. Yes, she's like a fast break in basketball. So, when so over at Sporting News, when we got a call from AEW that Tony Khan wants to talk to one of our writers about this match, I knew something was up. I was like, oh, they're gonna do something. They because unless they're just gonna completely fuck this up. The fact that Kyle wants to talk about the women's division with us means something. Mm. And so we went to this match with lofty expectations. And it this is the most violent women's match I can recall ever seeing. Yeah. I mean, television, right? Like, yeah. I mean, outside of, I mean, Candace, oh, gonna, Candace no, 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 LeRae no. is taking ass. Like, no, we've seen this on Mondays. She got by men. by men. Yes. By men. Like, bloody super kicks to the face. Like, she don't give a fuck. Yeah. So we we've we've seen that in that regard, but yeah, this was it was funny in the group chat. I was like, "Yo, who let Moxley book this match?" This because it, from the get go, it was no no frills, no nothing. You knew what you were getting from the onset, and they had botches, right? Like a couple, some stuff. Like there was a um, I think a Death Valley driver that looked real clunky onto a ladder. That was a little that, weird. That was a tough spot because I was looking it at was. it and I was like, because there's two things that happened. I was like, well, if Thunder Rosa really hits this, she might break break Britt Baker's neck. That was the first <laughs> thing I was thinking. Because if she just she just dives into it on that yeah. ladder, she could break her neck. The other thing was when she put her foot down, I was like, she could have blown out her knee because she had Britt Baker's full weight on her shoulders as she tried to like angle her into that Death Valley driver. Yep. So it was a it was a spot that I felt like, oh yeah, I don't think y'all rehearsed this one. Yeah. Like, you're going to kill each other doing this. That's the tough spot. So it was real slow and methodical, yeah. like, to land perfectly. I get it. Um, 
but it didn't have to be technically sound as a wrestling match. No, these girls it, just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, this is uh like for me again. I hate like because the grand scale of things and nostalgia and it's I don't want to be blasphemous by comparing it to things, but to make the comparison of it's a young company they're they're moving up building stars. It reminded me of that match with Rock and Mankind. The I Quit match. Yeah, the I Quit where it was brutal. The blood made sense. The color made sense. It gave the characters an edge. It, it did what it had to do, and it was a star-making performance, right? Like, it, it was, it changed. It changed The Rock forever. He blew up. But even Mankind was like, it was just different. It gave you a different level of physicality, and it just reminded me of that match. I believe, yeah, that match was like on a, what, In Your House or some shit? The I Quit match was, was that, was that the empty arena? I can't remember. Someone, I, I, I can't think. Yeah, yeah, someone hit us up about it. But it wasn't on like a Royal Rumble. No. It, it wasn't on like a Mania or SummerSlam. Like that shit was just like, oh yeah, now nah, we gotta do this. Like yeah, I wouldn't now. I wouldn't compare it to that match because that match had like 18 undefendable chair shots to Foley's head. Like that match was just really brutal on the, the women's match. equivalent of that isn't this match? No, no, because that was just unbelievably violent. Like this that, was unbelievably violent for a women's match. Yeah, and, I, and I've seen Sasha in a cell like eight times and thought she legit killed herself. But this was different. Yeah, but I mean, it felt like the women were still protected, whereas Foley didn't protect anything when he was eating those shots <laughs> in the head. But this is more like, you know, the, there was some great hardcore matches in other companies where I can compare this to. I, I, I hate thinking about the Foley match because – if you watch that match, the match was really just chair shots. Like this, there was at least ladders, tables. No, there was there was like a table spot. There was some shit before Foley got handcuffed and then hit uncontrollably with a chair. That shit was snuff porn. This wasn't <laughs> snuff porn. Like this. No, was actually, no, but it's, it wasn't. It's a different level of physicality from a women's match we've never seen, and that was a different level of physicality from men's match we've never seen. So ultimately, like this was just a, it was a great match. This was what, what the women's division needed. I don't know how you follow this because you Ex- still got to build, you got to build exactly. up everybody else to to this level. You know, Thunder Rosa gets the win. The the driver on the outside looked great. These women had color, and then you sit there and go, well, Maki Ito clearly is going to be a star, even though she lost to Rio on Elevation, and I could see her, you know, getting a push like this, but. Who else is going to follow this shit? But it, it's fine for what it is because I loved it. I thought this was one of the best matches that they've done, period, to make a star, an even bigger star to Britt Baker. Now you can sit there and go, yeah, yeah, she's most improved. Because from babyface Britt Baker to this shit? Like, she, dude, the the tax in the back. I was like, yo, did every tax stick to her? Every single one. Yeah, it was it was great, man. It was great. Um I don't want it to become a thing where it's like, oh, women have to get colors for them no. to go over because uh, people are instantly like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And, oh, my God, I've never seen anyone bleed. Like, like yeah. And then people pulled up the pictures of Becky because WWE stands were like, we can't let you have your day. Which and is then, totally accidental. That's two completely different things. Completely different things. But, I mean, it did make Becky a superstar. So I get it. And uh, if it does the same for Brick, cool. But I don't want that to be like the thing where it's like, yo, we got to get a woman over, make her bleed. Like, yeah. like, I don't want it to become a thing 
necessarily like these were two very specific situations where it happened to work. Yeah, I don't want yeah. it to just be copycatted or whatever. Um, people are saying it's like the match of the year so far. I I don't know about that. I don't know. That's like that's that's hot take central. Yeah, and I'm not sure. Probably sticks out as the most impactful women's match so far. Yeah, and we've had like good women's matches already. We'll see what Mania delivers, but we just had Wrestle Kingdom. Chill out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people are bugging. People always forget Wrestle Kingdom is the start of the year. Yes. So no, it's not the best match. of the year. So I said the best women's match ever. Someone said it's the best women's match in North America in the past yeah, 20 years. Just stop. And I'm just like, just let the match wait. Live. God, like, yo, just that's where people take it too far. Like, I I think the consensus is Sasha Bailey. Like, let's not watch these back to back. Because it's it's not it's not comparable. Yeah, this is a sense. great match, though, in this time for a company and a division that needed it. Absolutely. So Just leave it at that. That's it. And I, I loved it. It was a great match. Um, let's hit the break real quick because we got to come back. We got to do a fast lane preview before we get out of here. Fuck. So <laughs> I know you're excited. You guys don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, in the home stretch, time to end this show on a high note. Time to talk WWE Fast Lane. Oh, man, we've been waiting all show for this. This, this is the coup de grace for you. The pay-per-view, what is this, three weeks before WrestleMania weekend. So dumb. Still don't know WrestleMania, what's happening, because some shit might change. Some stuff might not be booked. Nothing is set in stone. But some of these might be blow-off matches, and they might try to build something in three weeks. This is, here's why, like, before we start about talking about this, this is why this pay-per-view is absolutely unnecessary. Look at the card. Then go. Five matches. Hey, Big E's facing Apollo. Oh, that's a WrestleMania match. Why are we doing this now? Hey, Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. What? That's clearly going to The Fiend versus Randy Orton. You can do this shit on Raw. Yep. What else we got? They took Strowman and Shane off because that's going to end up being on WrestleMania, which for reasons I have no idea why I should even give a shit about Shane. Heel Shane McMahon calling Braun Strowman stupid. I don't care. Shane going to get thrown off or something. I don't know. Uh, tag team title match. Sasha Banks... And, ba- and uh, Bianca versus Nia and Shayna. Why are we doing this? We know we're like, they, okay. I got to say this now. And then we can talk about Fastlane. They are fucking up the Bianca Sasha feud. 
they're putting too many things in the way of just two women that need to be better than each other. That's it. That's it. It was easy. Get Reginald out of here. I don't want them to be a tag team. I just want two women to show dominance heading towards each other. Bianca taking the pin on SmackDown was stupid. Keep her strong. She doesn't need to take a pin. They're going to face each other. Have her just get bodies along the way. Sasha took the pin the week before, I believe. Yes, why are you cheapening the two women that should be headlining one of the nights? All Don't complicate things. Don't. Let these two women have their moment. It's yeah. convoluted now. I don't give a shit. Reginald, I don't care. Bianca and Sasha's the match. If both of them just went undefeated, like if Sasha defended her title against Shayna, right, or and Bianca beat Nia Jax one-on-one, cool. I don't need them to be a tag team. I know what I'm getting at WrestleMania. Their, their feud should be, and then on top of all that, their feud should be, I'm better than you, period. Yep. Whatever they got Sasha. Which they sprinkled is, in a little bit. Yeah, like, it's, it's a little bit in there, but then somehow Reginald and tag team wrestling and shit comes into it. I don't I also hate how Sasha's being positioned in this feud. Because it's like, her promos haven't been very good. Because like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I am so much better than, I'm like, dude, just fucking have a match. Like, just... Talk your well, shit, but too much. It's too much. Bullshit. That's because they're towing the line of heel Sasha and babyface Sasha. She's oh, a why? tweener. Because I, I don't know what's after this, but I, I don't know. Like she was babyface when she took it from Bailey. There was no storytelling into why she would turn heel. But Bianca's the clear white me babyface in the women's division. Like you can't do shit else but make Bianca a babyface at this point. She won Rumble. Everyone's happy for her, all this stuff. She's finally getting her moment. She's a baby face. So now Sasha, I'm not sure why they didn't lean into just having more of a heel Sasha. But that's why you get this tag team and Nia and Shayna being around because they're really heels. And it allows Sasha to be a tweener and Bianca to be the baby face. Without that, Sasha gets forced into being the straight up heel. And I don't know why they don't like that. Maybe... It could be, you know, Mandalorian type, Hollywood type shit. Like, she's a person we can sell, so we can't make her full out heel. I, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't get it. So let's go through the card. I, I want to start with Biggie oh. and Apollo. Wait, wait. We'll start with that. But before you jog my memory, we have new Raw Tag Team Champions. On a random ass Raw. Again. Why not have this on a pay-per-view? If you're going to have a random, stupid fucking pay-per-view. Why not just give them time and have them beat the Hurt Business on the pay-per-view? Dude, bigger question. Why did the Hurt Business need to drop the titles here to I set up a feud between the New Day and AJ Styles and almost? Almost. Making his in-ring debut. Almost. This is so stupid. Hurt Business deserve better, for one, because they've been tag team champions long enough. New Day deserve better. All they're really doing, this is how I feel. All they're really doing is trying to find a way to get AJ Styles on the card. And this is all they could come up with. Yep. And he's going to win. And this is whack. Like, this is so Him and almost are going to be tag team champions. Like, New Day versus the Hurt Business would have been, I'd have been fine with that for WrestleMania, but. I would have been fine with that for Fastlane. Like, if if you're going to do by hook or by crook and some stupid shit, listen, they got three hours to fill. They fucking love these stupid gauntlet matches. Yeah. You have a million tag teams. Have a three-way match or, or something to establish a number one contender for the tag team titles. And he'd be like, oh, 
that's the WrestleMania match. And then just have them say, no, we want this at Fastlane. We don't want to wait till Mania and then take the belt off. Yeah, this was dumb. All right. It makes no sense. So Naya, or excuse me, Biggie and Apollo, um, African Apollo, but boy, Nigerian Apollo uh, right I, now. I um, don't like this, man. I, I don't like this. the gimmick. I like the gimmick. Okay, okay. Let me be clear. I like the gimmick in terms of him being heel, wearing the, the scarf is great. Yes. I don't like the forced accent. It feels incredibly unnecessary. Fair. I mean, I. If you were is that what Vince it, thinks? Is this what Vince thinks they all Nigerians sound like? Because they don't. Because Apollo no. was Nigerian before he turned heel, and he's Very like, true. "I'm going back to my African roots." That means like I've never seen a person be like, "Oh man, I," you know, an Asian American goes, "I'm going to go back to my Asian roots," and then just start speaking with an accent all of a sudden. It's just completely unnecessary. Very weird, but. It really makes me upset that Apollo didn't come into NXT as a heel with the accent and stay Uha Nation. Because if it was Uha Nation with the scarf, the spear, the fucking people around him, accent and heel, what? Yeah, well, fucker would have crushed it. Developing it the accent out of nowhere makes no damn sense. If anything, when you called him up, make him heel and give him the accent a year and a half later to just develop an accent is very weird. So... Nonetheless, I really like the gimmick. I really yeah. like the character. Like I, I like the gimmick. This is better like, than Uha Nation as a character on the indies. Yeah, I like the feud. I like everything that they've done, right? And, you know, you guys are going to say, oh, well, you know, you're Biggie's friend. Yes, I am. But I do like what they've done with Apollo. My my problem with this match is this has to be a non-finish because yep. there needs to be a different stipulation heading into WrestleMania because this feud can't end here. Biggie's There's no promo. Other feud. My God. Hey, my God, <laughs> my man, Rip, like, yo, and it's funny. I can't, you know, can't really talk about what I've seen before, but I was texting E before that and he didn't like, he was trying to figure out what he's going to do for his promo. And he just kind of went out there and did his thing. And I was like, Jesus Christ, he doesn't watch this shit. He's just as bad as me. He won't watch. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, which is, that was really good. And I think this feud with Apollo is a WrestleMania feud. That doesn't need to happen at fast lane. Like fast lane should end in a non-finish. Fa- double count out, a DQ, something where one person abuses the other and they have a stipulation match at Mania. It shouldn't end here because neither of them have anywhere to go in three weeks. If you if you turn them away from each other, nobody wants to see Sammy and Biggie. Nobody wants to see Apollo and God knows who. Just let this feud go through. So I'm gonna say this needs to be a non-finish of some sort so we can get a match at WrestleMania. Agreed. Um, Drew Mack versus Sheamus. It's weird because... Why are we doing this? They already (laughs) mentioned Drew versus Lashley. Like, they promoted... There was a poster. Why? Why do we have this match? It's stupid because, like, like, there's no way Drew can lose, first and foremost. No. No, no. So he goes over... You could have done this on Raw! Just don't have this match. Replace it with something. Replace Give someone else with you with Raw um, or SmackDown. Nia and Shayna versus Sasha and Bianca. Yeah, Nia and Shayna have, have to win. They're the tag yes. team champions. Yeah, which means Sasha, Sasha and Bianca are going to pin. Somebody's getting pinned. Great. I don't. Again, this is totally useless. This pay per view is useless. Um, <laughs> saving that for last. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Come on. We know what's going to happen here. You know what? 
um, the special guest enforcer and all that stuff. I sneaky, and it's pretty shitty, but I sneaky want this to be a triple threat at Mania. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but... Fuck it, why not? Again, one-on-one matches with Reigns and other people, I'm always iffy about, like normal-ass matches. So they give them a stipulation, right? Like, so this is going to have a guest ref. Like, if Edge is the guest ref, which he should be, by the time you listen to this, people will know. He probably is. Edge spears Daniel Bryan or costs Daniel Bryan the match. Roman wins. And they all got beef. Oh, what a nice triple threat. Well, I guess my only problem is, is like, I would have preferred, if you're going to build towards this triple threat, I would have preferred starting this like a month ago. They don't fit. Listen, there's reports this motherfucker was torn up last week. I know. it, And nobody knows what the hell's going on. No. Um, but I just can't see a, a universe that makes sense to not do Roman Reigns versus Edge one-on-one. I'd like to see Daniel Bryan injected into it, but I just can't see how that happens. And then you got to build through the three of them because in large part, they've kept Edge off of TV because they, I guess they just didn't know what to do with them. Think about this. Edge hasn't had a match since the Royal Rumble. He's going to wrestle Jey Uso on SmackDown. And I'm just kind of like, and Daniel Bryan is doing Daniel Bryan things. I just, I don't know. Why is this match happening at Fastlane? This match could have been a triple threat if there was no pay-per-view in between. If the end of Elimination Chamber happened the way it was and Daniel Bryan was like, the only reason you beat me, Roman, is because I got tore up. I was the number one in the Elimination Chamber. And then Edge gets involved and somehow these two get into some shit and it involves Roman and now you have a triple threat, kind of like how Chris Benoit, the man who shall not be named, dealt with Shawn Michaels and Triple H to get to the triple threat at that WrestleMania. Yep. all on board. But three weeks before to have this dumbass match and then try to make it, a, uh, I don't know. It's a useless pay-per-view. I'm going to keep saying it. It is, but that would make sense. And then uh, the real main event, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton in their gender match. What are we doing? We're going to set Randy Orton on fire. No, we're not. That's how this has to end. We're just going to bring the Fiend back. and then we got a barbecue Randy Orton. It's an eye for an eye, Dre. You can't set a man on fire. Listen. RKO his woman and not get burned alive. Here's the funny part about this, right? Let's just say that they set Randy Orton on fire. (laughs) He'd be back for WrestleMania, right? Yeah, they've thrown a man off of a building. I saw AJ Styles get thrown off a building. I've seen a man get eaten by a shark over the past year. They've both come back. So... Like, again... It's like a comic book. No one dies. So, me and E have this ongoing joke where I I was like, man, them stairs were a motherfucker. Because he got hit by the stairs with Apollo and he was out for three weeks. (laughs) Randy Orton will get set on fire and be back in time for WrestleMania would be incredible. Because there's just no consistency on what happens to keep (laughs) you off the TV. Sasha broke her neck and was back in three weeks. Uh, Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio got thrown off a building and were back the following week. The Fiend got set on fire. He ain't been on TV since. No. I mean, fire seems to be like the ultimate thing. But even then, you can survive fire. Like Randy Orton got his face burnt off, was bandaged for a week, and came back the following week completely clean with no scarring. Two weeks later in the Rumble. They just have no consistency <laughs> with anything here. It's good this match is... This, like, what are we doing? I hate everything about this. It's going to be cinematic. I any, God, I don't care. Randy Orton is like this feud is tired. If of all the long term storytelling you could do, this is the one you chose to hit your wagon to. 
of all, like, you could have done Sasha Bianca, you could have done Daniel Bryan, like, you could have, there's so many people that deserve longer feuds, and the Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend feud has been going on the longest out of any feud in, in the WWE, any feud, this is the, the longest feud, why? Who's why not? This shit? I mean, I still like The Fiend, but no, they, but it, listen, we cut. We criticized them for not long-term booking. They at least had learned long-term booking on one thing. The they worst feud they like, got. They knew this shit like September. This is dumb. This feud should have never lasted this long. This this feud has gone on way. Because who really cares? I, I, that I can't answer. But listen, man. There's worse shit. This is what I told you. There's worse shit on this card. That I'm alright with it. See, I can't, man. As long as there's put... no maggots on the canvas, they're not trying. They're not going to act like it's a normal match either. So it'll be like cinematic for Mania. Cool, whatever. I can't do like you. You put a vomit mashed potatoes next to my shit sandwich and be like, "Well, at least the vomit mashed potatoes aren't the worst thing on my plate." They at both got trash. mashed potatoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is trash. This 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 card is trash. It's dumb. It's a bunch of things that just shouldn't happen. That just get in the way of shows. But you know, we must have programming. And then, you know, last but not least, Asuka and Shayna Baszler, is that the feud we're doing for WrestleMania? Or, or, what are we doing with Asuka? Charlotte challenged her for Mania. Yeah, but, you know, at least Shayna has more of a feud. She kicked the tooth out. She did. And then uh, Asuka came and stomped the shit out of her last week. That's doesn't it. That feel, doesn't that feel like the actual feud, though? It does. But I guess, I don't, I don't know, Charlotte comes out next week and starts their feud in three weeks. How do we build towards this? Charlotte must pose. That was it. That was only, like, they're like, no, we don't need to build shit. You knew what was coming. You knew Charlotte was going to be at Mania. Don't play stupid. They want us to play stupid with everything else. Not that. So it's it's interesting. We'll recap this next week. Uh, Sure, it's going to be a bunch of shenanigans. So it's going to give us one hell of a show to talk about next week, a couple weeks away from Mania. Um, One of these shows, wrestling shows, we'll have to really dedicate an entire segment to shining a spotlight on the indie shows of that week. You know, maybe preview yeah. GCW, talk about um, For the Culture show, which has some amazing matches. Talk about, uh, man, there's what The Collective has another show. Faye has the gray sweatpants. Like there's, there's some good matches announced for WrestleMania week. So we'll have to take a segment to really, you know, shine a light on that as well so i don't know we're ramping up wrestlemania season it's always crazy so it's going to be fun thank you guys for joining us as always make sure you guys are staying safe staying rona free out there i just got my vaccine my right arm is sore for like two days it feels crazy but feel good now um make sure you guys follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore on twitter at corner club for life on instagram Follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andres Hell on all platforms. Check out our other show. Got a nice guest coming up this week. Wrestling with Stereotypes on adfreeshow.com. You don't want to miss that. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network, all of the sponsors. It has been fun. Until next time, we're out. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 